0: Granted. Subject: Interview with Alex Russo Body On 11-7-2023, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic80, was tasked with the mission of interviewing ex-Hasbro G.I. Joe legend Alex Russo about his work on the brand back in 1986 all the way up to 2001. Here's what we could show you from that G14 classified recording. Access granted. Hello and welcome to the Full Force Redacted, brought to you by Reborn.com with me, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic80. On the show today, we have an absolute G.I. Joe legend in the house ex-staff writer for Hasbro back in 1986 to 1991, and then again from 99 to 2001. He's now a full-time history teacher at North Attleboro High School in Massachusetts. That's a rather brief overview, but I'm sure Alex will be able to fill in all the gaps. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Alex. How are you doing, my good man?
1: Oh, not bad, I appreciate it. Thank you, Chris, for having me on. This is uh, a thrill, I've never done a podcast before, so doing a one on GI Joe is really uh, close to home and very special.
0: That's awesome. Um, before we get started, Alex, I do remember seeing your name pop up when, uh, way back when HasCon started. So when HasCon happened, it was the, only, the one and only convention they did, um, and the, all the legends turned up and everything. And I remember on 3D Joes, your uh, file card has been done by Carson, and your faces on it, and all your information and everything. So I was aware yeah. of your, like obviously, your contribution, but like it's nice to finally meet you properly and talk about this stuff. Thank you. Same here. Good to meet you too, Chris. Right then. So, I might as well get stuck into it then, I guess. Um, It's always an absolute pleasure when we get to speak to G.I. Joe Legends, uh, who were active on the brand in a significant capacity during a period of time uh, beloved by the fandom. Before we get into that, though, let's start at the very beginning. Uh, What made you want to be a writer?
1: Uh, I I kind of fell into it i um i was originally this this, the crazy thing is i originally was going to be a history teacher when i was in high school Oh right and i got i got sidetracked with advertising and television mostly television radio and i ended up going to um rhode island college to major in communications so i did that and i knew basically trying to get into the field uh that experience would count a lot more than grades i still got Thank God, really good grades in school, but I know the experience was key. So I ended up working at a a local radio station in Providence called U, back in the day, called WLKW, which is an easy listening big band slash radio station. But they were number one in the region for the market share back in the day before a lot of these places started putting on all like the modern pop stuff. They used to have these regular, easy listening kind of stations. So I ended up working in the sales department, which is just a way in. And I got interested in copywriting. And I went to the copywriting director and asked if I could learn how to do that and found it interesting. And next thing, I just one thing led to another. I ended up switching out of the sales department and doing more radio copy. So I ended up writing 30-second spots, 60-second spots, which was really good. Yeah. And it gave me a lot of experience into advertising writing. So that is where it started out back in – that was like the summer of 1982. So okay. from that point on, I was got hooked on the writing, the advertising, and then eventually to make a long story short, One thing led to another. I graduated – uh, from Rhode Island College in 1985 with a degree in communications. And literally the day after my graduation, there was an ad posted in the Providence Journal for a, a writer of Hasbro. Oh, so that's I said, so Perf-. cool. So I, I applied to it. And um, the funny is, I didn't get that one initially because one of the inside uh, persons that worked in it would you had some writing experience, so he got in. but my boss was very interested and adamant about me staying in touch with her so in you know, case something else came up and, and lo and behold, by September or so of 1986, a position, we, a part-time position was made available, and she was able to get me in, which then that started the ball rolling. So um, I ended up working on all sorts of things. The first thing I actually worked on, I remember, it wasn't actually G.I. Joe, was actually, if you remember, Fortress Maximus of Transformers. Oh, that's cool. So I walked on, uh, that was like, I'm looking at this two-foot-tall... <laughs> plastic monstrosity that I, she says, I want you to write the instructions for this. And I'm like, you want me to do what? So I'm like, sure. I, I, so that took enough time to work on that. But that started the ball rolling. And she got me into a number of other aspects and doing G.I. Joe. And I started writing a little more Joe. So by the yeah. summer of 87, the woman that was primarily the writer for G.I. Joe, Pat Kiley, uh, Patricia Kylie, she was great. I mean, she was really, I mean, she was fantastic in how she wrote, you know, the G.I. Joe. But she ended up leaving the company. And that's when. My boss said, "Okay, I'm making Joe's going to be your toy line." So, but the thing with the company, I don't know if the modern. I saw your podcast with the modern writers, modern people working on Joe. I'm not sure if they still do. There's one um, fellow writer that's still there. I think she's going to. She's approaching closer to retirement. Her name is, um, if I can say it, Ann Martell. She's still at the company, I think. I believe so. My little pony. But we all. The thing is, we all wrote everything. Like my, I was the principal writer, let's say, for Joe. But the guy that no that was uh the guy that got the job before me was primarily transformers right and we, but we all did everything i did we all jumped in and did so he did some joe's he did so i did some transformers we all jumped in everybody did also so even the annual gi joe when she did my little pony uh and everybody did joke so everybody did a bunch of everything but we still had our own principal right right lines. like i had to be on the principal writer for joe so
0: was it a little bit like was it kind of not not unstructured necessarily but was it a little bit because back then uh, i've heard stories of like the bullpen and things like that and things of like where the team would kind of like you know like work together but like you know mess about a little bit and shoot nerf guns at each other and things
1: like that was that kind of like was that the vibe when you were there it was very light i mean i worked prior to hasbro uh, for a little while, I worked at a, an in house advertising agency up in Canton, Mass. for Hills department store, which no longer exists. So, yeah. I mean, every day I had to walk in with a tie on. Didn't have to have a jet, but a tie on. So, I'm like, we're in the back of the building. I'm like, I go to Hasbro. I'm like, okay, bigger operation, multi billion dollar company, <laughs> headquarters in Pawtucket. I'm walking in how do I want me to dress well however you want? I'm like I'm walking in with jeans. There was one point in time somebody took a picture of me walking down the Creative <laughs> Services corridor. I have jeans on and a t-shirt that says Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, and you know I'm working at the corporate headquarters. And it's like it was it was fun. It was very laid back, but we had our times. We had um we would have we have certain dress up days as we call. It. Yeah. So one day we dress up as we come in with jackets and ties on, just to freak everybody out. Oh, we had a Hawaiian shirt day. Nice. Oh, we do things like that once in a while to mix it up. But it was very it was laid back in a way, um, and everybody did work together. But it was fun. It wasn't. Yeah. Today's a whole different animal. It's a, the, the 80s were definitely different than the oh. modern era in terms of like how we were able to do things. I mean, my cubicle office, so to speak, you walked in. I had this massive, you know, cardboard poster picture of the of the Nimitz. I mean, at the Nimitz. I had GI Joe stuff all over my office. Right. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. We were able to do a number of things that some ways you can't really do today.
0: Sure. Were you like aware at the time um, uh, how big a brand GI Joe was um, at that point? Were you kind of like, were you like aware of it? Was it on your radar, or was it something that kind of like you were? It was just a job initially at first.
1: No, it was just I knew I knew Joe was huge. I mean, they brought it back in '82, and uh, with the three three and a half inch figures, and it was it was I knew it was a big deal. I think at some point in time when I had it. I don't know if it was eighty-seven or eighty-eight or whatever. It was like the number one toy in the world. So oh, I yeah, knew it was a yeah. huge deal that I had was. In, I was like, I was. I was writing a number of things for the line. It could be, let's say, the package copy, the instructions on how to put the vehicles and stuff together. Any some A lot of times, direct marketing pieces, the catalog copy for Toy Fair. Um. Sometimes licensing kits, whatever they wanted to do. So my, I remember one time. The five of us sat, or the four of us primarily sat down and said, well, what the hell do we actually do for this place? Like, how many different types of writing do we do? I, we came up with a number, like, 12 different types of advertising-oriented writing for the product lines, for the toy lines that we did. So, yeah, but G.I. Joe could be, I the most, one of the most interesting things that happened one day um, was, I forgot exactly when it was, it was 88, 87. They came up with one of the vice presidents of Voice Toys wanted, and through an arrangement, I forgot what, retailer or whatever but they wanted a gi joe handbook right and it was like they wanted what so we had a gi we've had we in one day everybody pulled together rob you know was all these all these writers i worked with ann martell rob martin uh carl fritz carl fritz and my boss james huesco they were fantastic i mean these people were really they were excellent professionals they were excellent writers yeah and one day jane comes in and says we have to like we have to what we had to bang out a GI Joe handbook in a day. That's amazing. And it was like you want, you wanted to do everybody wrote something to do with Joe on the handbook, and it was just and we banged it out in a day. And we could because like, it was one of those times like all hands on deck. Yes, yeah. they want this. They want this fast, and we did it in a day. And it was just like oh my god, I still have a copy of it in my my portfolio, and I'm like I can't believe I actually did that in a day. And it was just but they wanted it. the vice president loved it. Um, and everything went pretty well, but that was one of the more interesting things that happened. Yeah, you know the company when it comes to like writing stuff. That was like, okay. but as far as like, um, I I can't really remember what first jo- what Joe I worked on. First, I was going to say. Remember, yeah, yeah. I don't. What I do remember with one of the lines I liked the most. You probably maybe you even had when you were younger was Tiger Force.
0: Oh hell yeah, I love t- Tiger, Tiger Force. Force. Yeah, Tiger Force is a big it's like a it's a big love of mine 100% i love even though it's like you know there's a techni- technically it's just a repainted figures and vehicles yeah. and stuff but oh yeah i don't know i just it was something that just grabbed me and it, i i remember seeing it i went i was on a trip in the us when i was very young like kind of 89 mm. And yeah. I remember going into the store and just seeing like walls of GI Joe figures, and it was it was unbelievable. Like it was Action Force uh, in the UK at the time, but the UK, yeah. but when like when we'd go to the states, you know, you'd see he's like, well, I know what this is, but it's got a different name. That's weird. But I remember yeah. picking a couple of Tiger Force figures off the off the shelves and just being like. What are these? So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really stoked that you worked on Tiger Force in a big way.
1: Yeah, they did that. That was fun. I actually made sure, like, I I started putting people's names on it. And at one point, John came up. And um, a couple of other, my my best friend, I put his name on it. I put, eventually, my oldest son, uh, when he was born in 89, I was there. Before I left, I put his name on it. G.I. Joe John, obviously, like I said, came up. Uh, I had a buddy of mine who was actually uh, an army lieutenant, he was an officer, and I put his name on. So when I got the final press of it, when I got the final product, I sent them to him in Germany. And he ended up making, he and a buddy, of it, I sent him a few of them. So he ended up making, like, uh, they took them out of the package and they made makeshift parachutes and tossed them out of like the third, fourth floor Amazing. on their base in Frankfurt. I'm like, you did what? <laughs> so they made, they had fun with the figures, but. Um, yeah, it, it was really fun writing the name. So it, then I got to a point where the engineers, some marketing people, they were asking me to make sure I put people's names on it that they wanted. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, an R&D guy is the same thing, so I'm looking fine. So that, that's one good thing I liked um, that I kind of reflect to my students at the high school is, listen, I, worked at, I didn't work at some little small operation. I worked at a multibillion-dollar corporate headquarters, <laughs> and I worked with the legal department, marketing, engineering, right. R&D, uh, model shop at times would have, and that's, I had a to touch piece with everything. So it you know, was quite a co- it was quite
0: know. a collaborative kind of thing for you. Oh, where God. yeah So oh, it, was, God, yeah. it was a whole team kind of coming together, I guess at times. Did you have a lot of like close kind of conversations and 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 stuff like that with the designers as well? Was that something that you were doing at the time?
1: Not quite. I I I would get to the uh, the designers once in a while if I had asked them a question about something. Uh, if there was any particular thing they did, usually I dealt with. Uh, The product managers, uh, engineering definitely engineering because they they would they're the ones who actually made the 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 toys and whatnot work. So I that was interesting. I would sit down with the engineers and they would tell me about let's say rolling thunder, right? Rolling thunder. I got that. So rolling thunder, how that works, or maybe um, again. uh, And you would write and you would
0: write kind of like copy
1: that you see on the packaging and everything as well for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and the instructions they would if the, the engineers would give it to me in engineering ease and I would have to translate it into advertising <laughs> so regular people can go re- re- shift this regular people can do it. And and then when I get the copy back, then I go to the department and then everything had a process of being approved and then and working with the the, the creative services part with the art the artists, that was amazing. Yeah, what those yeah. people could do was absolutely amazing, especially the illustrators. They yeah. were like I'd stand there and look at the illustrators and go, "How do you even do this?" <laughs> I mean, it was, just, it was just amazing. So yeah, it was really—it really was a whole team effort to produce the toys so that you could enjoy them and um, and see it and see you know to the final result.
0: Well, I tell you, I'm fully appreciative of all of the work that went into those. Because like, again, this this line, it's a bit of an obsession. Let, let's 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 not <laughs> let's not you know make any bones about this. Like I, I have my own no. podcast about this.
1: So yeah, it's it's no, an obsession. Yeah, there's another guy who wrote. I've uh, got I, I apologize I to his name, um, but he wrote a couple of books on the lines of GI Joe lines and invited us out for dinner and things like that. Like a number of a few years back. So he was in Arizona. Um, oh, Dan and and Smith.
0: Dan Clingen, Smith.
1: Dan Clingen, yeah, Dan, yeah, Dan's a great guy. So yeah, Dan. Yeah, he wrote books, but he invited us, so we can say I got a copy of one of the the first editions and. It was really, it's really something. I mean, is it is it, it, is was, it fun it was to see? Fun. Is it fun to see like because on those books, I have those. but I'm good friends with
0: Dan, and um, oh, good, all, yeah. all all those books that he that he's done, the creating G.I. Joe ones. Is it interesting to see your like effectively your workflow <laughs> broken down like that and shown like this and and you know and things like the idea was to do this at this point and and this is how the figure turned out and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. He has more. The funny thing is, he has a lot more insight into how the things come in, came to be than I did. Because, I mean, I would just i would I would sit there, and we would have these things called line reviews. Yeah. So, I would go to a line review. It could be like in March, right? And I would look and see what the line is coming up for this coming in, and see what is going to be on the Christ- on the shelves of Christmas for December. Wow. And see what I'm going to be working on in the next succeeding months. And but I mean, as far as how it all put together, Dan had more of a connection with some of these guys. But like I said, with Hascon. I got to see a bunch of people I hadn't seen in years. Yeah, that
0: must have been great. And it was
1: just—it was absolutely wild seeing a lot of some of these people that I kind of worked with or I knew of, that like, like the big guns like Kripa Ziggy and his all those guys. I remember seeing uh, the big guns and then other people I worked with in the engineering out of engineering or marketing. And like I said, it was it was great. Work, it was con- reconnecting with them again, so. Uh, but yeah, Dan had more of, he had more of an inside <laughs> track on how these things all came to me than I did So yeah, I he... would just get this is what we're doing. Okay. Here's a copy when you need the copy by Uh and play with the toys and then do, go from there. He's got I mean, yeah He's got a lot of insight
0: in that kind of stuff don't? Yeah, yeah shout, she, she did. Sh- he's doing- yeah i'm sorry he's done a great job on those books oh yeah he really has yeah good shout out to dan as well um yeah he'll, he'll be watching don't don't you worry i'll make sure he does um i do yeah. have to say you did mention that you did mention john a second ago and i should i should fill people in on that particular story so it's quite funny how this particular connection between myself and alex has come about guys now, John has said I can say his name, so I'm going to say it. But uh, he's our realtor. John Blanchett is our realtor, right? And I, we, Kate and I have been uh, in the process of buying a house. It's coming to we're coming to close very soon, so everything's looking good. Um Excellent. But anyway, we were we were doing a walkthrough of the house. We we're in the basement. Kate and I were talking about where we're we going to put our collection and stuff like this. And John just happened to say, "Oh, what do you collect?" And we we explained that we were both GI Joe nerds. And we'd met at a gi joe convention and john just said out of the bl- just completely nonchalantly oh i'm a gi joe and we went what so then it, then that opened the, the can of worms of like you know i've got this podcast and yada 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 and john was like yeah uh, alex russo was a good friend of mine and he ended up putting my name on top side so if you go and go now go check out 3d joes or yojo.com you'll see the top side figure you'll see john Blanchette as the file name Take us through your the, the whole process of that how did that come about specifically, Alex?
1: Yeah it, it was funny with John I, I, there's some things I'm going to kind of leave off for politeness with John <laughs> asked me at one point Was he goes, can you put my name on a Joe?" I go, no John back in the day was I mean if the guy's out well, he was a bust John was John could be a joke John was funny. Yeah. He's probably still. Is. He's kind of a little bit no, older re- now, right now. Yeah, you know, we're not. Yeah, he's a pushing good c- 60. I mean, I'm already 60, but I mean, back then in the 80s, yeah, it was fun. I told him I said I'm telling you right now. I said I can get your name on a job, but I'm telling you right now I am not going to write a serious bio you. I'm <laughs> going to do something to tweak you up and I'm going to basically do something to tweak you up worldwide as you've got to keep in my said, John what I'm doing for Joe, particularly Joe Gets translated in multiple languages and goes all over the world. It says, "I am not going to give you a straight bio." So, I when the bio came, the bios comes in from Marvel Comics. I kind of adjusted them a little bit, and uh, some things you can say on a comic a comic book, you can't say on a package. Is different different legalities apply, right? So, but I did say some things to bust them up a little bit. So when the when the when the time came and the and the final product was there, and I got, I gave it to John. I can s I'll never forget the look on his face. He just sat back, he looked at it, I go read the bio. He read the bio and he just his his reaction was and back then he had a beard, his hair had he literally went like this, he went like this with his head. He goes, I can't believe who did this. And I said, I told you. Amazing. I was not gonna write a straight bio for you. Um, I was gonna do something to tweak you up a little bit.
0: I'm not gonna read the whole thing out, but I do wanna highlight the uh hogmaster uh title that you get. That's hilarious. So, that's, um, yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. can enjoy that. You can enjoy that in your own time, reading that in the background. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah. no, it's, that's so funny. And yeah, obviously, having known John now for a short period of time, but it's, it's, you can definitely see there's a really, really awesome personality there. Like, we've had a lot of fun, oh, yeah. He's been really oh, exactly. great as well. Like he's, a, he's been awesome for us uh, so far. We've had a great experience with John. So oh, was, John's a great guy. But it's just so funny that like out of all the, the realtors, out of all the people <laughs> we could get, it was the guy who became a G.I. Joe thanks to your pen, as it were, Alex. That's amazing.
1: Oh, that's, that was fun. That was amazing. Fun. Yeah, I mean, the, my my best friend's got. He's had a Joe He's got. He had his figure for a while hanging in a hangman's. news from this car <laughs> rear window rear, rear rear mirror? It was just like, what are you doing? He was prepared. Goes very like, guess I get stopped by the cop. He already had the file card <laughs> in his glove compartment. He was gonna whip the guy's in car you know, registration and license. He was gonna give him the file. That's card. amazing. Like, like, Going to do what? So yeah, little. It it was fun being able to do that. Um, people's names on it and. It's 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 really wild. There's some interesting topics, some things too. Like um, we used to come up with back way back then when I started. We had like social, for the GI Joes, Social Security numbers.
0: So All I would right. just sit
1: there and make the numbers up, just make the numbers up, right? Well, a couple of times we actually, if you notice the later versions from the late '80s or very late '80s into like '90s, I left in '91, the numbers are different. Yeah. Because a couple of the numbers I literally came up with off the top of my head come out to be hits for real ones. So wow. the legal department would say you can't we got to change this. Like what when he went, you do you actually hit a couple of real numbers, Are you serious? I'm just I'm mean, sitting and making up numbers. Does that mean someone
0: like, does that mean someone got the figure at some point and went, hang on, that's my social security number. Is that how that's found well,
1: out? Well, the legal department looks at everything. Oh, now, they I what see. Right and my way right. to they proof everything. Yeah. They spotted it one before they <laughs> we got the to change the number. Why do we change the numbers? Okay, so I'll change the number We came up with a different system. That but uh, yeah. yeah, a couple of times I get real social security numbers, and I'm like, uh, no, I can't, that's illegal, so we got to change how we do this for that's GI Joe. Brilliant,
0: that is I'm absolutely like, okay, no problem. Brilliant. Um, what would like th- something I'm, I'm really ex- like interested in is like back in kind of back in the eighties, specifically that eighties period that you were in where, with the Joe was, where G.I. Joe was like the, the top seller and everything. What was like a normal de- What did a normal day look like for you? Or was it, was it like one of those things where you go in and something is different every single day?
1: It would, it was trying to remember. It was, um, you knew there was like, um, I forgot the name for it. It was like a, a schedule. Planning schedule from like literally soup to nuts. When when the idea would come up for the product, every little bit of the product or whatever is going from soup to from this beginning to the very end had a due date. So I would look at my copy due dates and see what's coming up and yeah, and trying to remember what it was like. It, it's a little bit difficult, but I do remember saying okay, I, I would have a schedule or something of certain products, whether it be I got to write this Transformers type of thing or I have to do uh, cops or. Battle oh. Force or something, I'd have to yeah. write something where it might be. A visionaries another, visionaries was another one. Visionaries is another one. That was my oh. first toy line I worked on in october of 1986 Dude. was visionaries visionaries so is amazing i love that visionaries. was why with the holograms because i remember yeah. the holograms were a big deal back then so they incorporated that in the toy but did you have to put I- did,
0: did you have to put your like medieval british kind of hat on to kind of get because honestly some of the copy for the visionary stuff is beautiful it's very like it's very written in that kind of i don't know that format because it's like knights in a sense isn't it it's kind of it like that nice. feeling yeah
1: and I had to get used to it, like I said, my boss had a lot of input on Thompson to get me, like, Hasbro, like, in the writing. So, but she guided me, and I tweaked things up, and so she did a lot. So there's a lot of things, like, you know, that's why she's the editor. She was the copy editor. She was she yeah. was the, she was great. I mean, she was, Jane Fusco was fantastic. She really helped hone in my writing and helped develop it even more than it ever did before. So... Brilliant. getting all that down and the nuances and what to say and it was it was really fun writing that kind of stuff but yeah as a day just like what am i like what am i doing today i probably had a list on my desk of certain things i had to write or what's what's coming due that has to get done because yeah, yeah. All the whatever I write yeah exact <laughs> has to go through her if she liked it or revised it or edit it or i did that then it would eventually go to marketing marketing had to approve it which again they had the final say from there, it would get back to me, and then it would go from it would go through the process of the art department eventually, and 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 go from there. But yeah, yeah, I it guess was, they have just,
0: to they have they have to put the graphics then, don't they, on the packaging? I guess so. That is oh, yeah. one of those things where everything has to be like perfect. And did did any did you have any do you ever have any did you ever have any typos in any of your stuff that got through? Any what typos like errors? Oh mistakes. yeah, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> that was the hardest thing of all. That was, it was like, I mean, there were times I missed some things. Like I, I misspelled the word like bits and I, and I I tell my students it's the same thing. Again, a lot of things I learned from being a writer that I bring to the, to the high school kids and what yeah, things yeah. are like. And um, I said, listen, I said, one thing I remember Jane telling me is when you're writing something, you're looking something over, she goes, your, your head knows what's on that paper. So your eyes are just going to fly. You'll yeah. definitely miss something. But if you yeah. give it to somebody else, they don't know what's on that paper. So they'll yeah. be a, a bit more attentive and pay, you know, right there. I would, some things I got so I miss a couple of words or whatever, which got to be a problem because then it's like, now they got to go back and, especially if it's on a mechanical rendering, is one thing. But when you get to the point, you miss it, you don't see it, and it gets the film, now we have a problem. Now it's right. like, so now it costs money to change the film and go back. So, but that sometimes it does happen. You do miss something. All the time. You're dealing with words all day long. So I mean, yeah. but writing it was it was fun just sitting there trying to come up with a backstory, like those little stories on the back of the package, like what's going on for Cobra, Tiger Fort, Destro, Corporal Commando, whatever it might have been, uh, G.I. Joe, that was fun. The the bios were a little bit different because you had the basic information for Joe and then you had a quote by Duke. Yeah. You know, G. I do your Duke would give you the quote. And lots of the times I made that up or I would I would spin off of Marvel comics, but it was fun. Like I said, but regular days just you get there and you write It's not all day. Yeah, so that's the times I'd have meetings I'd have to go to engineering or, or go to marketing and, and sit down with somebody in marketing So it wasn't like I was writing all day, long. Right. It was kind of broken up you
0: know? and uh, What I was gonna say as well with the with the writing is is it did you prefer to do the kind of character based stuff Uh, Where you're kind of creating little stories and fun little things like that, or did you? Was it a little? Was it sometimes a bit easier for you just to kind of be writing something very simple, like an instruction or a call out or something? What 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 was the kind of what was your preferred kind of writing style when it came to doing those things uh, on all those different figures? Doing the package
1: copy, the instructions are like very right down. Yeah, very. And I even got to the point even after I wrote the instructions for a number of things, and I would get the final product to say put in my office or something like that. I did what everybody else did. I looked at the pictures, <laughs> and I wrote the copy the instructions. I looked at the pictures because that's what mostly everybody does. But you still had to make sure that the um, the instructions were clear enough and understandable enough for the for the public to actually, you know, work with and do it. But I mean, I used to do it everything. But but the creative aspect is that was the more fun to come up with, say something to do with Destro or something to do with the, would say a, a vehicle or a GI Joe Jeep or something. Rolling Thunder, what it's like to try to come up with something that would go with that. It's the same thing with Transformers. And with Carl, like I said, he was he was like the Transformer God. He was fantastic yeah. when it came to Transformers. He do a great job in Joe as well. But when it came to Transformers, he was like he was it. But we both everybody Jane had us doing everything. So yeah. I even wrote a several I even wrote several of my little pony pieces.
0: Amazing. And I'm like,
1: I can't do that. I said, I told us once, I said, I'm okay, fine. I have to get back to blood guts and gore. I got to get back to Joe. And that's exactly what I told her. I said I got to get back to Joe. I said this is way too flowery ballerina hearts and flowers stuff. I'm like, no, I can't. It's way too pretty. I said, like, give me give me Destro? Give me Cobra Commander and something. <laughs> give me stuff out. exploding.
0: Right yeah, yeah give something's me some, gonna yeah. explode or whatever. Yeah.
1: That was fun. <laughs> Um,
0: one thing as well, like obviously, Larry Hammer was um, known for doing a lot of the the kind of obviously the comics and a lot of the early oh, yeah. file cards and stuff. Was that another person that you had contact with in terms of uh, what you were doing on the file cards? Was there ever ever any crossover there with you and Larry?
1: No, not at all. I knew of Larry, and I would know of Larry through Jane, so she recognized him because she she was at the company before several years before yeah. I got in there, and uh, I mean Kurt Busiek knew him because Kurt was a yeah. copywriter, so. I take a little more between her and Kurt. I took far more seriousness if they thought something was good,
0: yeah. then
1: it was it was good. I mean, these yeah. people knew exactly what they were doing. They were consummate professionals, especially Jane. She was a a tough. She could be a tough taskmaster, but in the sense <laughs> that she knew what to do, what we needed to do, and she was very, as far as bosses concerned, she was literally one of the best supervisors in my entire like full time career since I got out of college. One of yeah. the best ones I've ever had, like literally. Uh, and inspirational, to say the least. She, like I said, I told my students, that if I had a boss that, you know, if she said this was good, she just didn't put it down for the hell, but it. it had to be good. She's not just yeah. going to write that down for nothing. So um, the funny thing is, when when I shifted, when I came back in 1999, um, things were a bit different for Joe.
0: Yeah, so, I was going to say, yeah, that that... Yeah, that must have. Changed. Was that like a big change then? Like between
1: that, like that oh, those yeah.
0: periods? Yeah, was it was it different in the office as well? Was like the was Hasbro different at that point?
1: It was a bit different. Well, it was it was weird because a number of people that I worked with were, had left. Uh, a couple yeah. of people were still there. Uh, other people, new new people came in. Obviously, the company was a slightly different vibe. Um, then when I was there in the 80s, uh, I had left in 91, I have to tell you, the viewers, I left in 91 to get my graduate degree in history so I could become a teacher. I decided right. I wanted to change careers and actually go back to my original career objective. Um, but in trying to find a job in Rhode Island, which was very difficult to do, I ended up uh, still being, uh, still am, a college professor, an adjunct professor at CCRI and for a while at Johnson & Wales University. So teaching that and trying to still break into to the educational field in Rhode Island was very difficult to do. So I got to one point um, in 98 where I asked Jada, so what are the possibilities of me possibly coming back? Because I keep knocking on the door and nothing. So it was very competitive back in the 90s to get a history job in Rhode Island. I said, so let me go back to what I did at Hasbro. She said, I would definitely have take you back. That'd be great. So eventually in 91, I mean 99, I ended up going back to the company as a part-time basically assistant editor of Sorts for Her, which was what I basically decided. But G.I. Joe was different. Now we're dealing with and she loved the fact because the kind of Joe's we were dealing with in ninety nine were all historical based. So it would be like I still have it downstairs in my cell that the Mercury astronauts jump, right. with the big write up the big right up on the back. I did all that. Like I so she loved the fact that, okay, Alex has a degree in history, yeah. And we're doing a lot of realistic kind of Joe's German like German troops or or yeah, it was the, the, it was the kind of walk.
0: like 12-inch kind of, um, the, the 12 kind of reissue guys. kind of things, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly.
1: But a lot of it was historically based. So she was able to tap into like, okay, Alex, I, I did the research uh, to find out, to do a write-up on, say, um, uh, a Japanese Imperial soldier and what they were right. like. So everything was kind of like really authentic. So that was good. So I get to do the research and do the write-ups for that. Uh, it could be George Washington. It could be right. uh, General Patton. It could have been all these different types of things we did back in the 90s. So that worked out pretty well. And then I eventually got a, a, te- a full-time teaching job, and it got to be too much. I was working at a, another school, somewhere else, like a, an alternative kind of school in, 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 Prance, in Pawtucket. So doing that full-time, leaving school and doing some time where, at Hasbro and then teaching at the college level, I'm like, it got to be a way, time-wise, it got to be way too much. So by by March or February 2001, I left Hasbro as a writer and focused more on education. And eventually, like, luckily for me, in, in August, September of, of 2001, I got my full-time job at North Attleboro High School, which I've been at seven since i loving it. But yeah. Hasbro was like, it was really, the, like I said, the change from the 80s with the three-and-a-half-inch figures to uh, the 11-and-a-half-inch the figure. The, the funny thing was, before I left um in 91 there was one joe i had to work on it was duke it was 11 and three quarter inch duke the hall of fame one i think yeah yeah hall of fame one exactly that was the first one they brought back because they were doing something for back then were like they're doing some promo for some store named target we we did back then we didn't have target around here so it was out in the midwest somewhere so they were doing a big promo and i had to do this write-up of gi joe the history of gi joe in a back panel. I'm like, you want me to write a history of G.I. Joe that covers like 30 years and you want it in a back panel. And I crushed it and did what I could. But that was the first one that we I still have, I still have one of those downstairs on my cellar. And I talked, you push a button on the back, and he said, see, old Joe, or something like that. So that was the first. So that started the whole we're going to bring back the three 11 and three quarter inch uh, half leverage leverage figures you- back in 91.
0: Were you uh, as a kid? Was the twelve-inch uh, GI Joe's? Was that something that you played with? They, was that something oh, yeah. that you had? Yeah, okay. Cool. I had That's... one
1: back in the mid back in the mid seventies. I had a GI Joe, and I wish I didn't destroy it. <laughs> it's like we all did destroy it. The thing it's was, love, it was though, money. isn't it?
0: You know, yeah, it's love, though, isn't it? You know, like you want to play with it and
1: you want to enjoy it, and oh, it yeah. just get yeah, it just gets used. It was, it was fun. It did got used instead of like we didn't know any better. Like if we had known better, like really crafty, would have probably. Keep it in like, like Sheldon Cooper on the Big Bang. They keep it in the box. It's going to be worth money. Don't ruin it. It's like, yeah, I had no, I was 12, 13 years old when I got a Joe. So I'm like, no, I didn't think anything of it that's
0: amazing um was the out of all of the brands that you worked on was there a favorite one that you had uh because obviously we've talked about uh visionaries transformers gi joe cops was one you mentioned Absolutely, and another yeah. one that that i think i think you have worked on uh bucky o'hare oh yeah,
1: um, yeah Bucky O'Hare was bucky Cause cause hair was crazy because that's that's another that
0: was... that's another larry uh adjacent yep. larry harmer adjacent uh property as well so yeah go, go yep. yeah T- w- w- which one that was, was in-
1: my favorite was GI Joe. I mean, I've okay. not you know, just because not just, the, but my favorite of all was GI Joe. Working on Joe was like really something because to, to, to be able to say at one point I'm, I'm working on the number one toy in the world at that point in ladies, that was something. So that was a lot of fun working on Joe. And I got to, I used to tell people working at Hasbro as a as a creative writer now because I got paid to lose my mind. is basically <laughs> what it was. I got paid to lose yeah. my mind. I got all creative stuff and. And dealing with all that was a lot of fun to work on, Joe. And dealing with all the different people was really... Yeah. It was good because I got to see what how, what everybody's role was in putting all of this together. Yeah. And it was really something to say. That's but awesome. Joe was definitely yeah, so, by far my favorite.
0: I was... Go- I, I I kind of interrupted you and you were about to say oh, something okay. about Bucky O'Hare. What were you going to say about
1: Bucky? It was just weird. I mean, it was... When that came <laughs> out, like... That was just writing that copy was just like what in God's name is what is it was just crazy between that cops was interesting yes um, there was another one oh do you remember flying fighters yeah flying the actual, Fighters. the flight yeah, yeah. I had that worked on that that was fun that was like my first real uh at that time in uh the late eighties like delving into some really like doing research on actual combat you know fighter units so maybe awesome. Marines whatever so that was pretty cool doing that I had a couple of those planes as well and. It was interesting. So my sons never really benefited from dad working at a toy company because by the time <laughs> they were old enough to appreciate it, and I was long gone. I was a uh, teacher. I was on my way to yeah. become a teacher, so they couldn't really take advantage he, of it. But yeah,
0: did you did you get anything from Hasbro? Like I don't mean like uh, the company kind of gave you something. I mean like did you um, keep things from like your time at Hasbro? Like whether it be yeah, like kind to- of like you know kind of like the kind of pre production stuff that you kind of worked on and things like that.
1: Something's things like I would get the final product sometimes that were few there were enough of them around. Or I would go to the toy store and get a discount on the toy. You could buy the there. Or I would get, like, sometimes um, the press proofs yeah. of, like, say, let's say, um, uh, say, John's, John's Tops. So I don't have it, but say the press proof without just, just the actual card itself with no figure, no plastic, right. nothing. It's just the card itself back in front. So I would get things like that. Little That's bits, cool. Uh, I would get direct marketing pieces that I would be able to pick up um some of the like again the, the some of the final uh feel like the, the not the copy but the product the back packaging themselves so I can keep it for me and Tucking in a portfolio in case I needed it for something or just mainly for for me was posterity just yeah yeah this this is some of the stuff I worked on
0: did you have a feeling that you'd be talking about this however many years later was there was there a thing a thought there of of it having like you know you say holding stuff for posterity but was there a thought that maybe or was that just the history teacher in you keeping it do you know what I mean
1: It was mainly just like in case like like you know, like a writer would build up like a portfolio. Of this is the work I've done. So it got to me for a while, especially when I decided to go back to school to become a teacher. It was a matter of just keeping stuff like this. Is what I, this is like a piece of history that I was involved with that, you know, I had one student that really didn't believe that I actually did that. Yeah. And the kids are like, how do you know Mr. Russo? Where, and so I said, OK, fine. I brought in the portfolio. Brilliant. I've never brought the portfolio to school in the 20s two years i've been at the high school i really never brought in the portfolio so last year i brought in the kids are like well you worked on yeah this is what i did that's told you, amazing this is what i did so the kids like, like they, they thought it was pretty cool to see these types of things that i did so and you know, it was just a matter of this for posterity's sake just keeping certain things like that and, you know that i was able to get my hands on or there was extra money to take that or whatever so it was pretty cool so i do have some stuff um yeah i did have, i do have some stuff that i, I kept that i still i had downstairs and, The Hascon thing really was interesting. Going to Hascon, that was, that was, I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. I've got you on,
0: I I believe I have you on camera as well. Um, I filmed, I was in the front row filming the, um, the, the, panels and stuff like that okay so yeah so the, we've um i was kind of really i was doing it for me but also for dan um <laughs> but um yeah i'm really happy that we got all those all those panels recorded because it was so amazing to hear you guys talk about all that stuff from back in the day and Vinny dear lever being there and yeah Vinny uh, uh yeah like, yeah Tom Bowman. guy Bowman cassiday yeah yeah like guy cassiday was there and like yep, there's guy just Cassidy. so oh many so many legends uh dave kunitz and um
1: yeah cool. uh, yeah yeah i saw so, I, some of these guys i have on facebook or yeah. in like dave kunitz i have bob, bob swanson bob swanson Bob's another yeah, bob, yeah. bob swanson is another one i got I, kurt bazigian yeah um Kirk. i got dan obviously but it's like yeah it was fun we didn't think anything. we just thought it's a kurt, job this is what we do kurt
0: Groen as well was there and i'm just trying to kurt, think of all the everyone yeah. that oh, was right. like there was a lot of people and i, I keep forgetting mark pennington um, yeah, oh i, I want to make sure i, I want to make sure i name all the people that i remember oh, there i feel were... bad
1: otherwise <laughs> no it's 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 so it's, you kidding me it's it's, it's, it's a lot of names some people i know indirectly some people i work directly with. like the, my wife took a picture of myself and patty i hadn't seen, Haskell, uh, I hadn't yeah. seen patty patty um patty and so uh haven't so long for decades for years i haven't seen her so she took a picture of the two of us so it, it was pretty wild seeing her um, she does something different now. But she Pat Kylie, she was great. She, like I said, she was really a she was a top notch writer yeah. for Joe. She was fantastic. So I learned a lot from her in how to position, do certain things too. So it took it yeah. took time to get a handle on how to do things. But once you get it down, you'll be able to do things a little bit better. You still make mistakes. That's that's a yeah. I, I did And I made plenty. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but um but it was fun. Um like,
0: with the lines. I, I'm, I'm gonna go through all of your work uh, that i've ever found I'm gonna, I'm gonna write little red notes in it and i'm gonna send it to you with a grade on... <laughs> i'll be your i'll be your teacher on this one um That'll be cool. you
1: probably can Dalph. you remember more than i do <laughs> that's not true
0: um one one last thing before we go alex i'd love to know yep. if there was one gi joe kind of that you worked on that that stands out to you and put topside you know we're not having topside uh john blanchett's had too much shout outs on the show today <laughs> um but no if you could is there any character that you worked on that you really have a lot of love for like that you love what you wrote for them that kind of thing was there any any like that that stand out to you
1: i uh, well, see my 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 oldest son was interesting and put him on a gi joe the problem is i couldn't have him be born in providence uh he had to be born <laughs> Kurt called me in and said, Alex, you have a lot of people born in Rhode Island. I said, well, people are going to know where Rhode Island is, right? So he goes, no, you switch it up. He said, just switch up a little bit. So I had to make my son born in San Francisco. Amazing. And that wasn't random because when he was about a little less than a year old, my wife, my wife at the time, we went to California for a relative with the godparents for my cousins, one of her twins. So, yeah. and they lived in San Jose, which we went to San Francisco. Right. So I put I said Michael's born in San Francisco because we went out he actually went out there so he was born in San Francisco. So uh, what, what, not, uh to sound, what, not to sound not I'm sorry, what, go
0: right ahead. What first. what character was that? Do you remember? Oh
1: uh, what was his? I can't remember what his was. My oldest son, I think, was named I think it was like Dojo. One of them was oh, Dojo. Oh so
0: yes. You're right. So it was Ninja Force Dojo, wasn't it? Yeah, Ninja Force I was, Dojo I was trying the- to think of who um I was trying to think of who um, was born in San Francisco, and I think, yeah, one of the Ninja Force characters. One are, of the Ninja yeah, Force was right. Michael,
1: and then my oldest son, my youngest son, Danny, I got on a later show. Michael P. Uh, Russo. That's him. Yep. There he is, San Francisco, York, California. York, Francisco. Brilliant. Yep. So I a, That's brilliant. That. Yeah, it, I, I had to do something. My youngest one, when I got back in the company in 99, I, at some point I put him on. They started bringing back, you probably remember, some of the, the three-and-a-half-inch figures, but they doubled them up in a package. Two packs, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. The two so they redid some of the the bios. I was able to modernize, mod- uh, modify some of the bios. So I put my oh, son Danny cool. on another one of those. I can't remember his figure's name. I probably have it downstairs, and I gave him one too, so I have him on. Figure's name, so it was. um It was. I'm going to be searching.
0: To I'm going to be searching every figure on yojo.com when I get back, just looking for these names. Going, yeah, that, that's amazing. Yeah. So his
1: would be like Daniel Alexander, or Alexander Daniel. who's have had to switch things up a little bit for him. I forgot where he was born, but that was later on, so I probably got away with putting him in Providence. I'm, I can't that's remember. That's amazing. It um, was
0: funny though the amount of the amount of characters that were all out of Rhode Island. When you look at a map of all of the birthplaces of all of the the, the, the characters, there's yeah. this huge concentration. <laughs> Right, in the top right A lot of it's me. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's amazing. it. Was fun, Smithfield, or who was born in Cranston, or whatever. Yeah. And that was it. Was it was fun. Um, but if I had to pick that one character, not to sound, I don't want. It's, it's not conceited. But it's like the one I remember the most was I finally, after for the longest time, was able to put myself on a GI Joe character. And I, right. I did so I made something. No, oh, I'm going to do something a little bit different. All these guys are enlisted personnel. Well, they may be a lieutenant. Screw it. I made myself a lieutenant colonel. I, I graduated from the Air Force Academy. I was the pilot of, I think it was the Tiger Rat. You know, yeah, sky, yeah. My, my guy was my guy. Sky, was striker. sky striker. Yeah, that's brilliant. So said, oh, I'm said, you know what? I'm putting everybody's name on this thing. I keep forgetting. I'm going to put myself on one.
0: Um, is your name on the on the box? Is it written on the thing? I
1: want,
0: it might I, be. You know, like as in uh, on the artwork, um, where the p- pilot sits in the it's, in the seat. Yeah, in
1: the seat. I don't know if it's on the plane, but it may be like that was I think a product in which you had the actual like the figure in part of. The, he came with the he came with the product. He came with the vehicle, and underneath it may have had his name. I, I think I'm trying to remember.
0: Yeah, I'm see, I'll just having a look at the box now. I, I just vaguely remember Russo uh seeing the seeing the, the No, it's not on the actual box art, but yeah, that's cool, man. It's so cool that that yeah, that particular figure's got your name. That's put so it. On, I finally
1: broke down and put myself on. I said, you know everybody wants my I said, Let me put I said, I've never put myself on a job. It's everybody everybody else. I just what the hell, let me do this. I get away and
0: with it, so Providence, Rhode Island as well. Perfect. Perfect. So. Is that your social security number? Then I'll just I'll just use that and
1: yeah, no, I probably made it up. It's a probably kid. something I made up because I, I can't remember so long ago. I probably did that back in eighty-eight. You know, That's after up for Tiger Force. So Yeah, oh. it was it was fun. I mean, it was I it's one of those things where I, I thought of it over the years, say if I could have a chance to become a teacher out of college, maybe a year or two two or three years out of college, and be at a point now the way I am be able to like, literally probably be able to retire like yeah. comfortably or go to has stay through to Hasbro. I'm like, no, i like I learned a lot from working at the company. It was it was a lot of fun working at the company back then. Um you know, we all had a good time. It was still a job, but like I tell the kids, Oh, you worked at the company it was advertising. We still had the deadlines, due dates, everything was it was right there. You had to get things done. It was it was corporate. You're dealing with Hundreds of thousands of dollars at least at a time for certain things and you had yeah. to get it off So you still you had fun writing and we had fun doing it, but it was still a job. You still stress Stressful, had to be right, stressful. Be. <laughs> you still had to get things done and I remember one time there was something to do with joe and um, and I told him I told him my students about the importance of due dates. I'm like well phil arndt who was a great artist at the uh, he, was, he had joe and He's waiting for my copy, which had to be approved by the marketing department. The marketing yeah. department was also oh, one of the marketing, the product managers, uh, it was fine. He's on, I think it was like Hong Kong or Singapore. And I'm like, I said, that's it. Phil's on my back. They need the copy. Right. And I contact, I, I didn't get called. get on the phone, called them where they were in Singapore. I said, listen, you got to not realize, completely forgetting that 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock our time in the afternoon is, 20 after 12, they had to, and morning. They're 12 right. hours ahead of us. So I'm, they were part, They were still away. I said, listen, Phil's on my back. you got to approve this cop. So even then, it was like, this doesn't stop.
0: That's and this is long
1: before the cell phones came popular, long before yeah. any, so sort of e- when email came out, we thought that was fun to play with. <laughs> that was new back in the early 90s, so we thought that was fun to play with. I mean, just when I was working at a time when the fax machine was new, and now like, right. doing something like that was innovative. You know, God, that must have that must have made that's
0: that's opened another bunch of questions. But yeah, that must have made the process so much more much harder back in the eighties, having to, you know, like get that information to the factories in like you know in the far east and they had
1: probably exactly had a fax it all. We had one between the five writers: Jane, Rob carl and myself we had we didn't have at that time our own individual like laser jet printer no we had a right. main fr- we had a printer a dot matrix printer <laughs> that literally brilliant. i'm not kidding do, 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 oh, it, it sounded do, 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 do. like oh yeah it was in its own room because yeah. it was sort of like machine gun fire so you shut the <laughs> door you can see it's, it's like you can hear it and that was so anything we did went right through, and out of the perforated paper. Yeah, so yeah. I still have something to the perforated agent to be able to tear that off to give the cop. Oh, yeah, it was. That's it's it's not Love like it. today. Love oh, it. Oh, this today is like crazy. It's like it's so better today. It's not even funny.
0: I know. It's just like a WhatsApp group, or it's like you know, a, a message immediately to someone on the other side of the world and back again. It's, yeah, yeah. We didn't have that video back conferencing then. calling you now, right now, at this moment in time in two this different places. This would have been unthinkable exactly it's crazy and it, it, i think that's something that it's definitely it's it's lost a little bit because you just don't think about that stuff you just thought like you just got the toys when you were a kid and you just like these are amazing not realizing there was like two or sometimes more years of development that went into that one, one figure toy. in your hand yeah it's it's insane
1: and they um, would develop, like, the line reviews were fun because the line reviews, I would call in, like, Jane would go, because she was head of the department, so she would sit through the whole thing, whether it be girls' toys, boys' toys, play school, whatever it might be. But if, like, she would come back, like, so Carl would say, go to watch the Transformers. Now, it's mainly that he was the main writer for Transformers, so he would see Transformers, and so then I would go and say, Jane's okay, tell Alex he's going to come for G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe's going to be, and the asked, I'd sit there and watch. It was absolutely wild to see. We called this area, Haswell, the Terror drum. Oh, Just like brilliant. We, we told the terra drone with the with the auditorium was because we would sit in the back, there would be like product managers or salespeople, whatever, and then you'd have a table on the floor with so many people on it. And, yeah. and then would then R and D and marketing would come and present. Well, sometimes that would catch it, where you'd have um Kurt would be there on the in the panel, Baziggian, you'd have the president of Boys Toys, I who I can I, know, I forgot where it was. Sometimes Stephen Hassenfeld.
0: Wow! So most sort of the
1: boom, Hasenfeld was there. So saw felt there. I'm like, okay. Sometimes <laughs> later on, it was Alan after Stephen died. We see Stephen. It's like, okay. So I just sat there and I would take down notes like what's coming up, and I would be like, like, wow, what are what they would come up with for a toy? Was that most of the times different than when I got to it because the cost engineers would knock it down, yeah. uh, because it would cost Choupled. too much to do certain yeah. things, or the legality point. You you can have a projectile that would fly like like seven feet and it's like no we can't Two, have that yeah i was going to take three three an eye feet. out yeah it's, 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 oh, I get t- and I get, I get all frustrated when i'm looking at this stuff like, you're taking all the fun out of the toy it's like i go nuts with this and like but i understand why though i mean there's all sorts yeah. of rules and things you got to follow but but again it's r d and and marketing selling the toy whatever might be to the big gun sitting in front to say this we want to do do we have your okay or not so and they would sit back, sit back, and they would talk about the cost and this and that. And I would just sit there, just looking at what's coming up and making little notes or whatever, just to see what it lies in store for me in the future. That's so it awesome. was it was fun though. Yeah. I got to say it was fun. I mean, I, I got to know a lot of different people. Once in a blue moon, I'll go back to the company, um, and I'll see like Ann Martell. Ann's the only other writer that's still there. and She's pushing to the point; she's going to retire soon, I think. Because um, uh, Glenn Cooper was another one. He was he was. Uh, uh, God, we'll see, like, a, not a cost engineer, but he was some. he was an engineer there. So, 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 some people, very few, are still there. Uh, that when I was there, they're still there, but very, very few. So, it's, it's really, um, it's different. It feels yeah. weird. I feel like I'm past my, I'm definitely past my time there. It was fun. I can't imagine doing it today, how different it oh, actually yeah. is with everything is online. It's very different today. I don't think i would feel comfortable doing it uh right because right. i have that memory from you know 33 34 years 35 years ago and to jump into this whole martin yeah it would of, be computers weird and digital yeah. and like no
0: that's amazing no. well alex dude thank you so much for doing this uh interview it's been it's been so much fun just talking and chatting about all these like these like you know all these, the different things that Hasbro was like back in the day and all the people you work with and all of the different products and stuff. It's been awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. This has been a, this has been a real kick for me. So it's, it's fun. I always fun. It's always a lot of fun talking, Joe. So I'm Absolutely. glad you're doing what you're doing and keeping it alive. And I appreciate uh, everything you're doing. And uh, thank you very much. Oh, not at
0: all, man. Thank you. Um it, we'd love to have you back on in the future if you're up for it. Just to That's you know Because yep. I'm sure there are loads more stories you can tell. There's loads more <laughs> stuff we can get stuck into. Um mate, it's yeah, like I said, it's been a pleasure. And and shout out to John Blanchett again for setting us this yep. up. Yep, um, thanks. To still, John, yep. still can't believe that. That's such a small <laughs> That's weird. small a world bit. thing. That is weird. Yeah, thanks very much. That's it for this installment of the Full Force Redacted. Thank you to my wonderful guest, GI Joe legend Alex Russo. See you next time. And as always, by the way, I didn't tell you about this, but you have to say full force at the end after three. Are you ready to do this, Alex? Yes. Are you good to? Do- okay. After three, I, I, I mean, I'm not sure if you saw the end of an episode, but I usually yell it like, like Yo Joe, you know,
1: it. do I'll it,
0: man. It. Yeah. After three, you ready? What it's full force. By the way, one, two, three. FULL FORCE! force. Perfect. Access granted. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on Twitter at TheFullForce liking the facebook page facebook.com forward slash the full force and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on either of those platforms with feedback and questions we also have a patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force this brand